0: Welcome, everyone, to the first iteration of the Wafflers podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice, and um, I started this podcast with my friends and co-hosts, Elena, Ellie, and Ricardo. And every week, we're just going to be dissecting a couple of pop culture, social justice, kind of linking the two together. It's a really um, important topic for us to discuss as kind of today's youth, but also it's point of contention for us and debate but also sparks a lot of necessary conversations as we move into adulthood adulthood so I'll pass on to um, Elena and Ellie to introduce themselves hi I'm
1: Elena I am a British Columbian living in Hong Kong and uh, I used to go to the same school as these two lovely ladies but now I don't but You know, our connection still sounds strong.
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, Hi, I'm Ellie. I'm an Australian Sri Lankan, also living in Hong Kong. I've been here for a long time, yet not too long. Um, We also have an Italian who used to live in Hong Kong, but they're now in Italy and therefore cannot make it today.
0: Okay, so, I mean... We hope you enjoy this episode and all future episodes. So the first topic we're going to be dissecting today is pretty privileged, and I suppose it's a good segue into talking about our heritage. So I am Asian. Elena is half half Latina, half British, so half white, and Ellie is you know apart. Art person of color, but she is white passing.
2: Was that on the fair outside. statement to make?
0: Yeah, white on yeah. the
2: <laughs> Partly Asian um, on the inside, yeah, completely yeah. white on the outside.
0: Yeah, so I mean, kind of, we can talk about that and how, I guess, colonialism or like, I guess, Eurocentric beauty standards have impacted us growing up and kind of what we see today. And we also want to talk about TikTok and how that kind of impacts young people's perception of beauty in today's society. So
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, like to start off, let's talk about like what we mean as like pretty privilege it- itself cuz even though it can be quite self-explanatory, I feel like maybe we should go into more depth about what we want to take from pretty privilege and how we define yeah. it. Yeah. Of course.
1: I think it's just having any advantage um, based on your looks. So um, if you're seen as being pretty or beautiful or more beautiful than anyone around you, um, you are in some ways at an advantage, especially when you're mm-hmm. a woman.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think definitely. kind of... Just building off from what you said, like the idea that a lot of different cultures have different perceptions of beauty and stereotypes of beauty, but often it does come down to majorly like Eurocentric beauty standards, and um, it's very normalized in society to see like mainstream Hollywood films to kind of have white protagonists and kind of secondary characters being played by POC or people of colour. So I think it's important in terms of representation to have an acknowledgement that people that are deemed as prettier or more conventionally attractive do face certain forms of privilege in terms of not being discriminated against and
2: often being preferred just based off of visuals.
1: Yeah, exactly. One of the stories that comes into mind when we talk about this is the the advertisements that I've seen on platforms like TikTok. Um, There was this one time I was scrolling through TikTok before it got uh, suspended in Hong Kong. Um, It was uh, like a cream for whitening and uh basically what the ad was about is you rub this cream on your arms and then wash it off and you're whiter and therefore prettier and all. Cool. what do you guys think about that you see that's so much more
2: in like beauty stores nowadays like i was like last weekend i was walking through the mall and i went into one of my favorite like beauty stores for like face, like my face creams and there was a whole aisle on whitening, and I'd never seen. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously it's coming more prevalent nowadays, but I was fairly shocked because I hadn't really thought about it before until I was literally staring at all of the whitening products that people use to make themselves look whiter and to appear more attractive. Um, yeah,
0: I think growing up in Asia and growing up in the Philippines, it's really prevalent since. And- Actually, I actually have the privilege of um, being a lighter-skinned Filipino, so I, I don't know if any listeners are watching kind of imagining my skin. It's quite, like, I would say it's quite light-skinned. It's quite um, not as dark as it used to be, not as tan as it used to be, and a part of that is because when I would go out, people would always say, use sunblock or you're going to get tan. and you know, if you get dark then that's that's kind of seen as a negative consequence of being outside in the sun or going out swimming when I was younger. And I think it's really interesting, Ellie and I were talking about this. Elena, uh maybe you can kind of interject. That white people or like lighter skinned people, they they have a need to kind of become tan in are praise Go for becoming tan. tan. Yeah. Yeah. And then but then the darker you are, or like the darker you are, like legitimately or like how you are naturally that is seen as kind of being a source of suspicion or all of these negative stereotypes that come to like black or indigenous kind of people of color
1: yeah and the fact that you said the thing about having to wear more sunscreen i also noticed like coming to asia for the first time that people use umbrellas all the time Like, in the sun. Yeah. And, like, you can't go outside without seeing a woman not having an umbrella over her head when it's sunny. And I found that really interesting, because they don't want to tan.
0: Yeah, I think. So, it's so different, the perception of, I guess, darker and lighter skin in Western versus Asian countries, because Asian countries, there's, like, a lot of heavy colorism and you could link that like i could go on and on about how colonial mindset has kind of trained us to be this way but there's definitely in asia also an association with like wealth and prosperity because you know you don't have to you don't have to work outside you don't have to work like in the fields you know you don't have to do outdoor labor so um historically that's all kind of what it's been about and Mm -hmm. uh kind of linking that to our little pop culture um Discussion is, Ellie and I were discussing, one creating the basis of these episodes, like TikTokers, like um, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio, or like Noah Beck, like them recently going out to the Bahamas during a pandemic. And kind of, I guess, being ice praised by millions of people over the world, or... Is that because they're kind of seen as conventionally beautiful and attractive and kind of above it all? It's also because they're rich and also to do with the fact that, you know, they're young as well. I, I mean, I don't see it because we're similar ages to these kind of influencers and we don't necessarily go out. Of course, the treatment of the pandemic is so much better in Hong Kong than it is in the U.S., arguably.
2: But yeah. what are your guys' opinions on that? I mean it's very frustrating because when not having TikTok means that we have to find this all through other means like Instagram or research online, but mm-hmm. I mean even when those kind of thing happens where young influences make a mistake, they get forgiven so easily because of that kind of prissy privilege that they have being young attractive yeah. wealthy whatever it is and then they make the same mistake again and people are like oh you shouldn't have done this another time like you should have learned from your own mistake yet they still have an extreme following online and are praised by so many young people who I could only imagine want to grow up to be in their position which is young pretty, and wealthy which the reality is not many people can achieve that at such a young age i mean i wouldn't say look at us i mean i'm sure we're plenty attractive right like but Subjective. we don't have the same, exactly yeah but we don't have that same kind of opportunity as they do living in america and having that kind of mm-hmm. idealized family or look or whatever it is job i mean yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I definitely see it like um, literally my sister um, is younger than me and like all the way, like since she was like below the age of 10, she's always been like, I want to be blonde, you know, being blonde, skinny, pretty. Like, um, There's also like for me personally, a little bit personal, but this idea that when I was growing up, it was kind of like, oh, you're smart, you're intelligent, you're well read like, but people did jump to call me pretty. And it was, it's not that being smart and intelligent well read is not important. It's just that sometimes there is an aspect of insecurity in one's looks, especially as you're growing up, kind of coming to your own as adulthood, like there's a lot of insecurities, especially if people poke fun at your, like, flaws or your heritage and Mm -hmm. for kind of the way that you look and things you can't necessarily change about yourself so i think there's a lot of uh cultural kind of acceptance of just this is just the way it is but why is it that everyone has to focus so much on what everyone looks like i mean especially for us being women
1: yeah like for me growing up during most of my teenage years in asia being half a latina so i am a browner I'm my skin tone is brown and I'm built differently. And so seeing uh, people go down the street and use this, these umbrellas to try and come not tan while I was there naturally tanned, obviously affect how I grew up. Um, and seeing people's body shapes and how thin they were compared to me also really affected how i grew up and so now i have a lot of insecurities related to that whereas if i'd grown up in latin america or in the uk i think it'd be very differently
2: mm, yeah i think definitely
0: mm-hmm.
2: when i was living in korea i I had a great year group. I loved the five years I was in Korea, but I was always very self-conscious about myself because I was very visibly different than everybody around me as the only white Australian living there. And not that it was a bad thing because like I said, I loved my time there and I had such great friends, but I've never felt secure enough to open myself up to them and talk to anyone about it because I know there's this idea that when you're not the same as others you're what makes you an outlier is, won't be accepted by others right so i mean like you said walking around and saying that there are people that are perhaps way thinner than i am or a lot more prettier than what and kind of fit that social norm of what is pretty in social media and what we define as like the ideal model when you see that and you know you see people those age i mean On social media, 17-year-olds in America are not what I define as 17-year-olds here in Hong Kong. They look, like, so drastically different. And it's almost insane because we're supposed to compare ourselves to them. Well, not supposed to, but we ultimately do. And we try to say, well, how does, like, that 17, like, living in America looking like a freaking model, how am I supposed to compare to that being, like, a droopy little 17-year-old in Hong Kong trying to just make my way through IB, like... It makes no sense and we're expected to compare ourselves and meet those kind of standards when it's like almost practically impossible
1: yeah it's definitely very hard to grow up thinking that like comparing yourself to people around you and they have completely different backgrounds and built like one of the biggest things for me was buying jeans and now I re- I refuse to buy jeans. I refuse to go to Jean. I just, I can't because there's just nothing that fits. It is either too big on my waist and fine on my legs or too tight on my legs and fine on my waist. There is no in between. It is just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It hurts. So, I mean, what are we going to do when we have, when we're surrounding ourselves with, people from all different cultures but ultimately you can you only have access to things from the country that you're in.
0: Yeah, definitely there's a kind of accommodation that needs to be held and it's kind of I guess again that double standard of like you know everyone has different perspectives on it but at the end of the day it's kind of like this kind of consumerism of beauty products and the consumption of beauty pro- products is all just to prey on people's insecurities you know I love like um, playing with my makeup and you know trying out different looks but the reason I got into makeup is because I was like 12, 13 and I was like oh I want to make my face look you know I want to have that Kim K like well not Kim, Kim K, K. K but at the time <laughs> that like snatched um kind of sculpted cheekbones like little small pointy nose that yeah. is you know unachievable because you know I'm Asian and kind of hard kind of hard for Filipinos to have that really pointy <laughs> nose but you know and also like growing up in that kind of preying on insecurities and the the kicker the kicker is that I had long black hair I was a nerdy and I had glasses and in the movies, you know what character has to go through a like dramatic makeover to be deemed as like beautiful and worth like attention from like men or like you know, like popularity like it was girls that had to undergo like drastic makeovers and everyone saw them super differently and I looked at that and I was like, well, you know, if I take off my glasses and put on makeup, people will still find things to pick at, and it's completely unrealistic that we put. Firstly, girls who are intelligent and not like, you know, queen bee down girls who, you know, maybe they don't dress up, you know, or like they don't get they don't beat their face to like speaking beauty kind of guru language. I think the way that we be like kind of tear especially women down for their looks is um, disheartening because it really
2: affects people from a young age, you know. And definitely, it's not to discount that with colonization and coming with Americanization and creating this ideal way that we should look, like, uh, there's definitely been pressure not only on like females, but I always think of this kind of rule that your boyfriend has to be taller than you, right? Yes, oh. something you can't even control, yet your boyfriend has to be taller than you.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm and i mean it extends to like kind of sucks that we're only three girls so we can't talk about the perspectives yeah. of yeah. men but like ricardo and i were talking about that and he was saying like from his perspective girls always get to talk about how you know they want flat like washboard sculpted abs and he said you know if i spoke about about a girl and i said oh i want you know her chest to be a bit bigger I want her like thighs to be a bit bigger like you know how much backlash that would put me in and that's kind of a double standard that we hold on to mm, you definitely. know men that girls are able to casually you know just say oh I like this in guy you know and I think there is also double standards for other groups marginalized groups you know uh, I was just reading this other article and it says that author says pretty privilege is also conditional and is not often extended to women i guess or people who are trans black and brown disabled older and are fat and i guess kind of this idea that uh you know the older you get the less value a woman has Mm. you know and that's why personally for me aging is a really i don't know contentious topic uh I don't know how I feel about aging and I I guess I just think that all of us also have to acknowledge that we don't we have some form of pretty privilege you know we're not highly successful influencers or anything like that but we you know as Ellie said we ain't that bad (laughs) we're not we're not too shabby you know (laughs) exactly we can we'll do and so I guess just Taking this time to acknowledge that it could have been way worse, you know, for us. And I mean,
1: I, yeah, I just we're think not saying people will that, me, right? Yeah, I guess we're, not we're lucky. Saying, pretty is subjective.
0: <laughs> yeah, with as much standards as there are, still objective yeah. to a degree. And mm-hmm. I mean, at least we were all kind of born in the correct bodies, you know, being women and kind of. Finding ways to cope, not necessarily dismantle all of the kind of colonial or like intended beauty standards that we have, but finding ways to cope with it and to kind of live with it and kind of create our own version of self-confidence or kind of pride in our appearances, whatever way we can. So I think it's important to address that. It's also
2: quite strange because... I mean, I mean I was born in Australia, but I haven't lived there for like practically a decade. It's been like 10 years. So I'm actually so used to um cultural standards here in Asia and in Hong Kong and like Korea. So even when I went to travel to America or travel back to Australia, I found like the social standards on beauty very different because although we do idealize kind of western culture and western beauty there is still its own kind of ideal beauty standards themselves that are held particularly in asian cultures like when i was living in korea like you know there's a very specific way koreans do makeup which is absolutely beautiful so when i went to like america i was it was almost like being very strange because even though i look like i fit in I had no idea what I was doing cuz I didn't feel like I felt like I was fitting in. And you know, being living in an Asian culture for so long, you become very aware of like pretty privilege, I would say. If I was living in Australia, I don't think I would be as aware. I think moving and being a third culture kid kind of allowed me to pop that bubble and not be so closed-minded or like I don't know there's something about just moving to a different culture that allows us to kind of I don't know I guess we may be more open-minded on this kind of like topic than others would be who have stayed in one culture their entire lives. we have the
1: privilege of definitely being surrounded by people from different cultures and and being from different cultures ourselves because none of us are from here Hong Kong yeah So we do have the advantage of being able to speak from different backgrounds about different things.
0: Yeah, I think um, it occurred to me, like, you said, like, even though Ellie feels more kind of at home, like, I guess, kind of used to the cultural expectations in Asia, I think it's so, it kind of works almost in a similar way, but different because Um, upon first glance, a lot of people don't expect I'm Filipino. Often I'm mistaken for, you know, a Hong Konger, like, kind of Chinese-born and Chinese-raised here in Hong Kong, so I think it's really interesting. Because, again, it's going back to this idea of stereotypes and kind of where you're raised and being a third-culture kid. Like, people already assume, like, heritage and they assume certain traits Based off of kind of what you look like, and you know, like Ellie, she I part Sri Lankan, but you wouldn't know. Like when she told me, I was completely dumbfounded. Yeah, you know? when you
1: told me, I was, I was yeah, shocked. <laughs> not something you'd, <laughs> you'd expect, but I mean, I'm I a Westerner shocked. on the outside, right? Like,
2: you people make so many assumptions when you meet someone for the first time, and it's even though it's something we shouldn't do, it's something we're so used to doing and it's like imprinted in our brains that we do it Mm. i Uh, immediately compare that is the first thing i do and i'm not
1: proud of it but as soon as i see some a a girl it's what we do is comparing myself to her yeah definitely i
0: don't know it's just ingrained in ourselves i guess and it'll take a long time for society to get to that place where everyone is kind of treated equally like like you know, this idea of, like, body neutrality. It's not about, like, overly hyping up your body. It's not about overly, like, it's
1: appreciating okay your body.
0: It. Yeah, it's just accepting, like, the way that it is and being grateful, you know. My body does X, Y, Z for me. I'm here and it does so much, so many things for me. You know, so there's so much more out there than just conforming to the stereotype, exactly. I think. Any final thoughts before we kind of close off this first episode of the wafflers
2: uh, yeah. um, i mean i guess it's nice that we are able to talk about these kind of topics like in like as you said at the very beginning being able to have this kind of podcast and talk about social issues that are becoming very prevalent and Important to particularly younger generations such as ourselves. and um, particularly with these kind of topics, like talking about the standards on beauty or like standards of how one should look or how one should behave based on their gender or sexuality or their like where they come from, the color of their skin. I think it's really great that we're able to share so many perspectives, living. In living as a third culture kid, not only, but being able to talk amongst other students and people who are different cultures and come from different backgrounds to what we originate from. And yeah, I think the only way to improve as a society is to talk and get through these kind of perhaps controversial or difficult situations, because the only reason they've become difficult is because we've avoided them for so long. Exactly. It's time to rip, out the, rip off the band-aid, get it over with, you know? Yeah, and question it, oh and dismantle God. it. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I think that's all for today. Thank you, Elena and Ellie, for joining me in this conversation. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we will be back with another Keep episode great. soon. Oh, yeah, and... Woo! Thank you, Craig, who is thank um, you, Craig. our Discord robot, <laughs> recording this now. Okay, thank you. We will
2: thank be back you. soon with another episode of The Wafflers. Bye.